On today's episode, Blackhawks general manager Kyle Davidson rounded out his front office yesterday with a couple of promotions. I'll also get into which Blackhawks prospects have been invited to World Juniors camps. And then to wrap things up, we'll be forward Mackenzie Entwistle's 2021-2022 season recap. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Thursday, June 23rd. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin' Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And if you're listening to the audio version of today's episode and you like what you're hearing, then please be sure to go and show some support first by following the podcast, which will only take a quick couple of seconds. Literally just a quick click of the button will help me out tremendously. Be sure to go and leave the show five stars if you like what you're hearing today as well. And if you're tuning in through Apple Pod, Apple Podcasts or through Spotify, then feel free to go and leave me a review as well. I always greatly appreciate getting some feedback from all of my tremendous listeners out there. And best of all, it's 100% for free wherever you may be listening to your podcasts, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, etc. It's all 100% for free. And if you go and follow the show right now, then you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And if you're not already watching the video version of today's episode, then be sure to go and check out Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube because each and every episode, folks, moving forward throughout the rest of the summer into training camp later this fall is going to have a video attached to it as well. So if you haven't done so yet, pretty please go and check out Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. Go and hit that subscribe button for me. Also, be sure to go and smash the like button down below and comment as to what grade you think Blackhawks forward Mackenzie Entwistle is deserving for his performance this season. And last, go and ring the bell. Turn on those push notifications so that way you can get notified when the episode gets uploaded to YouTube each and every day. All right. Good morning, everyone. As always, thank you all for joining me on another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks and for making the show your first listen here to start off your day. First, I wanted to apologize, folks, for not getting an episode out yesterday. It was actually the worst case scenario for me because I went through all my prep work did everything that I needed to do to record an episode. I jumped in the studio, recorded the full episode. I go back, download the episode, go in to publish it, and I look. And my microphone was not recording any of the sound throughout the entire video. It was literally just me worthing, me um, mouthing words and nothing coming out. No one could hear any sound. It was a complete waste of time. I was very frustrated. Uh, and I find out, uh, found out that my mic had gone kaputz. It was officially toast. Uh, I couldn't have any volume generated unless I literally held the volume knob down throughout the entire episode. So I had to go out, go to Best Buy real quick and get a new microphone. So that's why I may be sounding a little different on the show here today. I'm kind of testing out this new mic. If it doesn't go well, I'll probably go and get another one. But it, it was just kind of a quick replacement because I needed something on the fly to be sure to get today's episode out, which 
should have been the episode yesterday. Uh, but funny enough, even though the episode didn't come out yesterday, in the middle of the afternoon, the Blackhawks made some interesting announcements. So it kind of worked out in my favor because now I get to include that in today's episode. Uh, but what I wanted to open up the show with today, folks, was the uh, Kyle Davidson yesterday rounding out his front office by making uh, several different announcements. Uh, of course, we know Kyle's the GM. Jeff Greenberg and Norm McIver have been his uh, new associate general managers. But yesterday, the Blackhawks kind of put together all the pieces around them, and I believe that will complete the front office heading into the season. Just looks like the Blackhawks need a coach at this point now. Um, but there were four promotions made yesterday. The first two by the Blackhawks were Mark Eaton and Megan Hunter becoming the new assistant general managers. And for Mark Eaton, <clears throat> he's been in the Blackhawks organization for quite a few years now. He started in 2014 as a player development coach. He's had a couple of different front office roles, but he's now uh, going to officially be an assistant general manager. He's going to be in charge of the Rockford Ice Hogs and is going to oversee the amateur and professional development and performance and all that stuff. So it looks like he's going to be the one that's more associated with Rockford and keeping an eye on how all the players are developing down there. Uh, of course, we do know that Norm McIver is going to oversee all professional and amateur scouting operations. So I'm sure he'll have uh, a hand in that department as well, while Jeff Greenberg is uh, going to kind of focus on the strategic processes and systems that are going to aid in the development and scouting processes. It's just going to help out the hockey operations department as a whole. That's what Greenberg was brought in to do to kind of bring over those systems that he had with the Chicago Cubs. Blackhawks don't have anything really like that and haven't in their organization. And when analytics are really becoming more prevalent in professional sports, not just the game of baseball. Uh, so Greenberg's going to be doing that. Uh, McIver and Eaton kind of sound like will be involved with Rockford. Um, McIver will be more so involved with the overall scouting. Uh, but for Megan Hunter, she becomes the fourth female assistant general manager in NHL history. So a quick congratulations to Megan. And she's been working everywhere since her playing career came to an end. She played at the University of Wisconsin, is one of the best collegiate hockey players ever, and she's had a bunch of different jobs uh, leading up to her new promotion as assistant general manager. She worked for the Blackhawks in various hockey ops and scouting roles. Uh, she also uh, worked for Canada's women, uh, Team Canada's women's national team in the past and also has done some work with the London Knights of the Ontario Hockey League. Patrick Kane, of course, played for them during his junior career ahead of being the number one overall pick, which, by the way, yesterday marked the 15-year anniversary since the Blackhawks selected Patrick Kane number one overall. Uh, pretty good choice there by Dale Talon, I'd say, as Patrick Kane is very likely uh, to go down as the greatest American player in hockey history. Uh, but Back to Megan Hunter, extremely versatile. She's held a lot of different roles. She's been around the game of hockey in many different ways. Uh, now she's going to kind of oversee the budgeting, team services, team security, contract execution, player services, all that good stuff. So a little bit more of a true 
front office business type role for Megan Hunter compared to Mark Eaton, who's going to be working directly with the Rockford Ice Hogs and all that stuff. But there are the two new assistant general managers for the Chicago Blackhawks front office and Mark Eaton and Megan Hunter joining associate GMs, Norm McIver and Jeff Greenberg, along with general manager, head honcho, Kyle Davidson. Uh, but two other front office members received promotions yesterday, and one of those was none other than Brian Soupy Campbell. He finally gets his official role with the Blackhawks. He's been working for them as a player development coach for the past four years after he retired following his 17-year uh, career in the National Hockey League. But Campbell, you know, he, he's been kind of dubbed as Kyle Davidson's right-hand man. Uh, he's just done a bunch of different things, kind of been in his ear throughout Davidson's um, build up to becoming the general manager and uh, Campbell's just been kind of aiding in any ways he can and providing relief to whatever Davidson wants him to do. But I know Campbell um, is probably thrilled to finally have an official title, have an official name tag up on his desk as he becomes the, uh, the hockey operations advisor for the Chicago Blackhawks. So congrats to Brian Campbell, very well-deserving. He's been working hard for this team. Uh, for quite a long time, a Stanley Cup champion, of course, the primary assist on Patrick Kane's game winner in 2010. Uh, so it's fitting that Brian Campbell finally gets his role up in the front office. Uh, and then last, Carolyn Pilch has been named the director of player personnel. She's probably the one I know the least about of this bunch, to be honest. Uh, but she joined the Blackhawks organization back in 2021 as a scout. She also played college hockey like Megan Hunter. Uh, she played at uh, Boston University, and then after her playing career was over, she actually became involved in the hockey ops department there as well. So uh, she's had a, a nice resume and a nice buildup leading to this role. So congratulations to all four, Carolyn Pilch, Brian Campbell, Mark Eaton, and Megan Hunter for getting their promotions within the Blackhawks front office as Kyle Davidson has now officially rounded out the group surrounding him. All right, there are some updates to the Blackhawks front office yesterday. Coming up in just a minute, I will get into which Blackhawks prospects could be suiting up at the World Juniors later on this summer. But first, I need to talk to you all about rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers and do-it-yourselfers online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com right now to save both money and time while shopping for auto and body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even as much as 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or at a new car dealership? Chain stores and car dealerships have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. But rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and they're always reliably low. The rockauto.com catalog is also remarkably unique and super easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle from motor oil to tail lamps and even carpet. And you can also choose the prices, uh, brands, specifications, whatever you prefer. And the best of, best part of it all is those prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much money and time for the same parts when you can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts that you will ever need for your car or truck for the best possible prices. And make sure to let them know that the Lockdown Podcast Network sent you. 
All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Real quick, before I get into segment two, I have a favor to ask of all of you. The Lockdown Podcast Network has put together a survey so that we can learn more about listeners like you and your favorite Lockdown Podcasts. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and what you don't like about Lockdown Podcasts. So go on over to LockdownPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It's not going to take very long. It'll literally take a minute. And everyone that completes this survey, plus if you go and leave my show a review with a comment and your name, you'll qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. So please go and take this survey, folks. Also, be sure to go and leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Drop your name in there and uh, a place where I could reach you. So that way, if you win, I'll know where to contact you. And if you do win, again, you get one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. It's free tickets to a couple of different sports games here in the Chicagoland area. It'll only take a quick couple of, couple of minutes. I don't know why you wouldn't do it, but I imagine not a whole lot of people are going to. So if you're one of the folks that is going to do that, chances are, you're probably going to win one of those $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. So thank you all for the help. Go and complete the survey real quick. Go and leave me a review, and hopefully you'll be a big winner. All right, enough of that. Getting into segment two now on the show today, I also wanted to provide some updates on the 2022 World Junior Championship, which is going to be held from August 9th to August 20th at Rogers Place in Edmonton, Alberta. And of course, This tournament was originally supposed to be held back in December. It actually did get underway. A couple of games were played, but unfortunately, uh, right at the beginning of the tournament, positive cases of COVID-19 were coming out. Teams were getting affected by how many cases they were having, and it just kind um, kind of left the committee with no choice but to postpone the tournament because it was going to be unfair for a bunch of teams there. It was going to be hard to even put a full team out on the ice. It just made things very complicated. So uh, ultimately this tournament did get postponed until August. Uh, But now the redo is coming up here in just a couple of months. And there are uh, a few Blackhawks prospects who have been invited to world juniors camps already. For Team USA, we know that Wyatt Kaiser, Landon Slager, and Connor Kelly have been invited to Team USA's camp. Uh, both Kaiser and Slager feel like pretty good locks to make that team. Both are coming off of sophomore seasons in college hockey. Kaiser plays for the University of Minnesota Duluth. He's been a massive part of their blue line through his first two years and has played in all situations, power play penalty kill, you name it. He's done it so far in his first two years with the Bulldogs. I've been really impressed with what I've seen out of Wyatt Kaiser. So should be another good opportunity for him to kind of put himself on the map a little bit more. Uh, Landon Slager just wrapped up his sophomore year with the University of Notre Dame. Offensively, it, it probably wasn't the type of year that uh, a lot of us were hoping for after he, he had a really spectacular freshman season. Uh, but Thinking about Slager's ceiling, the offensive side of things, uh, seeing the numbers go down a little bit really doesn't worry me because I feel like um, with his <clears throat> his ceiling per se is a middle to bottom six forward. The offense is probably never going to be his bread and butter. He's a physical, scrappy player. He's got some size to him. He goes to the front of the net. He plays hard along the boards. He's a 200-foot player, so I feel like that's kind of the role that he's more so going to have if, in fact, he does make it to the NHL level like we're all hopeful for. Uh, So I'm not really worried about the offensive numbers, taking a little bit of a dip for Slager this season. 
But as I said, both those two, I feel like, are locks to make the United States team for the World Juniors. Uh, Connor Kelly III is going to be an interesting one. Uh, he just recently transferred from University of Minnesota Duluth. He was a teammate of Kaiser's, uh, but now he's with Providence University, where Tage Harding is actually at, another uh, Blackhawks prospect. Uh, but Kelly hasn't really been spectacular through his first couple of college seasons. I do believe he played for the United States Development Program before going to UMD. Um, so maybe, you know, he's got some ties with the coaching staff. I'm not really sure, uh, but he feels like the one that's kind of on the bubble for Team USA. But probably the biggest, the most noteworthy news out of this announcement for the United States was no Drew Comesso for the World Juniors later in August. And this left me a little bit baffled because Comesso absolutely would have been a lock to be the number one goaltender for this team. I mean, He's put everywhere he's been in the last couple of years, he's put together some really solid numbers. He had a fantastic second half of the season for Team US or for um, Boston University. He also played for Team USA uh, at the, was it the World Championship? I, I can't remember exactly where he played. Um, but he, he's been really solid. You would have thought he would have been right there on this roster, but it seems like. Uh, I saw word on Twitter that Drew Comesso has opted out of this tournament, as a couple of other big-name players have done. Jake Sanderson, I believe, is another one. Uh, so it looks like Drew Comesso is not going to be the goaltender for Team USA in the World Juniors. I'm still waiting to hear a little bit more about that. Uh, but moving on, a couple of other Blackhawks prospects who have been invited to camp so far. For Team Canada, we've seen Nolan Allen, Colton Dock, and Ethan Del Mastro all get invited invited to their camps. Nolan Allen, of course, was the first round pick for the Blackhawks in this past year's NHL draft. Just finished up another year with the Prince Albert Raiders of the WHL. Uh, I'm really excited to see a little bit more out of Nolan Allen because with a defensive defenseman of his type, um, the Blackhawks, it seems like they reached a little bit to get him in the first round, um, but it, it's tough to kind of gauge where he's at when you don't really see him night in and night out in the offensive numbers. That's never going to be the strength of his game. So we can't really judge him solely off of what he did offensively this year with Prince Albert. So I'm really looking forward to seeing a little bit more out of Nolan Allen here in this world juniors uh, redo that's coming up in a couple of months. And same with Ethan Del Mastro. He's kind of in that same boat, a defensive minded defenseman, although he did put up uh, really impressive numbers as the captain of the Mississauga Steelheads this year. He made a huge leap in his offensive game, and I know the Blackhawks are really excited about that and just excited about Ethan as a whole. Uh, he's already signed his entry-level contract. I believe all three of these players, though, do have to go back to juniors, if I'm correct. Uh, I believe, you know, there, there's this weird thing in the NHL where at a certain age, you either have to be in the NHL or you have to be with your junior team. You can't be in the AHL. I believe that neither uh, Allen, Doc, or Del Mastro are allowed to be with the Rockford Ice Hogs next year, but I could be wrong on that. Uh, but this is going to be a huge experience for Ethan Del Mastro as well. I'm really excited to see out of see more out of him too. Uh, and then for Colton Doc, man, he, he had a really strong season with the Kelowna Rockets after getting traded there from the Saskatoon Blades. Took advantage of a situation. He was a point per game guy, an elite goal scorer in the WHL. Uh, and honestly, aside from Lucas Reichel, Colton Doc might be the top forward prospect in the Blackhawks organization at this point. So this is going to be a huge tournament for him as well, uh, assuming all three of those players do, in fact, wind up making the final roster for Team Canada. 
the last prospect for the Blackhawks that we know of uh, as of right now that has been invited to the World Juniors camp is Victor Sternborg uh, for Team Sweden. He was a fourth-round pick of the Blackhawks in last year's draft, kind of a random one uh, because he doesn't exactly have the offensive skill set, but he is a really solid, well-rounded player. Apparently has a big engine, plays 200-foot game, battles hard for the puck. Uh, the defensive side of things sounds like that's not going to be an issue for Sternborg. Uh, but really, I don't know much about him. I know he just finished up his first year in the SHL with the Vax Show Lakers. As an 18-year-old, he put up two assists in 15 games, uh, but it's probably important for him that he's already playing with grown men at such a young age, already getting that experience over in Sweden. Uh, so I'm really excited to see more out of Victor Sternborg as well. Uh, like all of these prospects for the Blackhawks, it's going to be a very key tournament. Hopefully Sternborg as well goes on to make Team Sweden's final roster. Uh, those seem like the only Blackhawks prospects right now who could be taking part in the World Juniors, but I'll be sure to keep all of you up to date if any word comes out about more prospects getting invited to uh, World Juniors camps. All right, there's an update on a handful of Blackhawks prospects, hopefully heading to the World Juniors in Edmonton later on this summer. Coming up in just a minute, I still have to get into Blackhawks forward Mackenzie Entwistle's 2021-2022 season recap. But first, I need to talk to you all about Bet Online. It's that time of the year again, folks, as baseball season is about to take over for the summer, and Bet Online has way more odds and info from game scores, totals, player performance props, to who the next fired manager is going to be. Regardless of what you want to bet on, Bet Online remains the number one spot for all sports betting here in 2022. It's not just baseball. From the remainder of the Stanley Cup final to esports, golf, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet online is both the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and Vegas casino games. Bet online, where the game begins. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Getting into segment three now today, before I go and wrap things up, I still got to get into Blackhawks forward Mackenzie Entwistle's 2021-2022 season recap segment. For Entwistle, this was his first full year in the NHL. He did get uh, a couple of games towards the end of the COVID-shortened 2021 season. He and Mike Hardman, I remember, actually uh, had some good chemistry. They connected with each other for both their first NHL goals. Entwistle set up Hardman, and then Hardman ended up setting up Entwistle. Uh, but this was really his first full year at the NHL level. The majority of the time that he spent when he was healthy was up with the Chicago Blackhawks. And honestly, I feel like I really liked what I saw out of Mackenzie Antwistle this year because I feel like already at such a young age, he understands what kind of role he's going to have to play and what he needs to do in order for the team to have success. And honestly, with his buildup and his skill set, he's someone that the Blackhawks don't have very much of throughout their throughout their organization right now. I mean, he's six foot three, six foot four. I'm sure everyone in, in the organization would like uh, him to throw on a little bit more weight. He's still probably a buck eighty, a buck ninety, and looks like a little kid out there, um, mostly due to the baby face. But he definitely has some room to throw on some muscle. Uh, but I, I like how 
he he uses his speed to his advantage. I think the speed is probably the biggest asset for Mackenzie Whistle. That speed and size is a really good combination down on the fourth line. And he was, you know, skating hard for loose pucks, committing to the forecheck, uh, putting pressure on opposing players, battling hard along the boards. And I know the numbers, they're not going to stand out to you, especially for what the the role that Entwistle had. But that's exactly what it's about, right? It's not about the numbers. It's not about the glory or the glamour for a guy like Entwistle. No, it's about banging bodies down on the fourth line, playing hard, and making the job difficult for the opposition. And I thought Mackenzie Entwistle did a pretty good job of that during his rookie season in the NHL. Uh, and towards the end of the season, that fourth line of he... Boris Kachuk and Reese Johnson, honestly, aside from the top line of Kane DeBrinket and Strom, carried the Blackhawks all season long, that fourth line might have been the most effective line uh, at, towards the finale of the year. So, uh, And because of that, all three of those players are now signed on with extensions here in Chicago. Boris Kachuk signed an extension. Uh, Reese Johnson signed his extension as well. They're, that fourth line seems like it's a good spot for them to be in right now. I know obviously the Blackhawks, um, they're probably not going to be doing a whole lot of winning in the next couple of years, but I think it's a good spot for that fourth line to be in. And they can be a little bit free. They can play their game, not stress, not worry too much about wins and losses. Just go out there and be effective. I know inside the locker room, right? All those guys want to win for each other, but the likelihood of the scenario is that that's probably not going to be happening too much. So I think it's just more so about the development day in and day out, try to get better each and every day. Uh, and I think it's a good situation for that young fourth line to be in. And hopefully by the time they're veterans in the NHL, the Blackhawks will be back to uh, having that competitive window opened up and they will be a huge part of their success, given that they've been the fourth line together for uh, a couple of years. Hopefully that's the case that we'll be talking about a few seasons down the road. Uh, but front whistle getting into some of his numbers this year, uh, he played in 55 games spent a couple of uh, stints out of the lineup due to injury. I remember he had a bad leg injury, which I thought it looked like he tore his ACL. I believe he missed a couple of games with another injury too. Uh, but all in all, he ended up playing in 55 games this year, tallying five goals and seven assists for 12 points. As I said, it's not going to jump out at you, but I honestly thought that whistle was pretty solid uh, given the role that he had, which I'm going to get into a little bit more in just a minute. Uh, 23 penalty minutes, though, in those 55 games. I think that's probably right on track for the type of player that Entwistle is. Uh, he's going to be physical. He'll drop the gloves with you every now and then. He's not going to back down. He's intense. Uh, and he's one of those few guys on the Blackhawks that they need to be playing that part. So I thought 23 penalty minutes, probably right on track for what you'd expect out of Mackenzie Entwistle. Uh, a stat that I found interesting, Entwistle shot 14.7% this season. Now. He did only have 34 shots in his 55 games played. You probably don't expect a fourth liner to be getting one or more shots on goal each and every night. Uh, but if that whistle can start firing pucks more regularly, it seems like um, he's at least off to a good start in terms of finding the back of the net semi-consistently. Of course, we don't know if that's a clip that he's going to be able to sustain over the course of his career. Uh, but given that the Blackhawks these past couple of years have had a lot of their top scorers down in the single digits in shooting percentage. Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taze both just had two of the worst shooting seasons in their career. Uh, Dominic Kubelik was in that boat as well. 
Uh, a lot of guys shot Kirby Doc shot in the single digits too. Uh, so for a fourth liner like Entwistle to be near 15%, again, I don't know if that's sustainable, but if it is, if one of his secret talents is he has a sneaky shot, um, hopefully he'll be working on that more and hopefully he'll be able to get some more chances off on the opposing goaltender consistently. Also, Entwistle averaged 10 minutes and 15 seconds of time on ice. Again, that's the role that I'm talking about. He was a fourth liner for the majority of the year. So 12 points in 55 games. I mean, that's not terrible. Maybe a 10 and 10 guy had the, had he been healthy for a full 82. Uh, and honestly, I do think there's a little bit more untapped potential for Mackenzie Entwistle. Now, I don't know if he's ever going to be a 20 goal scorer or something like that. That could be pushing it a bit. Um, but when he did get an opportunity with Jonathan Taves earlier on in the campaign, this is something that I remember vividly. Uh, he was playing really well up in like a second line role for the Blackhawks. That still may be a little too high for him in the lineup, but maybe he's got more offensive potential than we know of at this point. I think that could be a possibility, especially given the shooting percentage, uh, given how he fared with some more offensive minded guys in the lineup. So. That is something that I, I'm not going to rule out. I do think Mackenzie Entwistle could be a third third liner maybe one day down the road, um, and, and we'll see if that if those time on ice numbers pick up here in the next couple of years. Uh, if so, that probably means that he has a little bit more to offer than what we see right now. Uh, in terms of hits, you know that was Entwistle's bread and butter. He had 129 hits in 55 games, nearly three a game. Uh, he he knows what he has to do out there. He knows he's got the size to do it. He's willing to. Uh, love to see that, and I'm sure those are numbers that are going to be up in the 100s and maybe even in the 200s uh, moving forward throughout his career. Uh, in terms of analytics, it's tough to judge a fourth liner on a bad team because usually bad teams' fourth lines are bad. That's just usually how it is. Um, and Whistle finished with a 38.5 Corsi 4 percentage this season. He was on the ice for 16 goals, four at five on five to 36 against. You probably would like to see the fourth line chip in a little bit more in terms of the finished product. I will give them credit because especially at the end of the season, uh, I thought the fourth line cycled the puck well and did have some good minute, minute plus shifts in the offensive zone, but uh, the finished product would, would be a welcome addition in that area too. Uh, and again, hopefully Entwistle will be able to get some more shots on goal off so that way this number can go up a little bit more. Uh, but I will say 36 goals in 55 games against. Uh, not bad at all for a fourth line that was usually tasked with playing against some of the better offensive forwards for other clubs. Uh, and also, Entwistle started 74.3% of his faceoffs in the defensive zone. So Derek King and the Blackhawks relied on that fourth line to be a defensive staple. So to only have 36 goals against in 55 games, I know he was just averaging 10 bucks a night, but that still was something that stood out to me kind of as a positive, especially in Entwistle's rookie season. So all in all, taking everything into consideration, folks, uh, I thought Mackenzie Entwistle he didn't stand out. He's not, you know, a top prospect in the organization or anything, but I do believe he has the game to be a solid middle, but more likely bottom six piece for the Blackhawks down the road. And I think giving him an extension was a good idea. He's worth it. Uh, we, he deserves another opportunity to kind of prove himself further and uh, hopefully he'll keep impressing. Um, but I was pretty happy with Mackenzie on whistle season. And it was kind of interesting when I threw up my poll on Twitter, I believe, 
55 or 56 percent of the voters out there uh, thought that Mackenzie Ann Whistle was deserving of a C for for his efforts this year. I'm actually going to go uh, with a little bit of a contrarian decision here, um, which hasn't happened very often so far throughout these season recaps. But I'm actually going to give Blackhawks forward Mackenzie Ann Whistle a flat B for his performance this year. I think the speed and size was on full display as a 23-year-old rookie, all we can ask for. Sure, the offensive numbers weren't great, but we probably didn't expect them to be, especially on a bad Blackhawks team with a bad offense. Um, When he was healthy, he was noticeable. He fought hard night in and night out. I was also impressed when he got a small opportunity up with some more offensive-minded players. So I'm hopeful that he'll be able to add a little bit more to his game going forward. I was pleasantly surprised with Mackenzie on whistle this season, and I really do believe he could be a staple of the fourth line in the future. So for all those reasons, I'm going to give him a flat B for his performance this season for the Chicago Blackhawks. And if you feel differently, be sure to go and comment down below as to what grade you would give Entwistle, and please tell me why you think that's what he deserves. I always greatly appreciate getting feedback from all my fans. It's always fun to interact and everything. So if you feel differently about Entwistle than I do, be sure to go and let me know down below in the comment section. All right, folks, I think that is going to wrap up Thursday, June 23rd's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you all again for tuning into the show and be sure to go and follow Lockdown Blackhawks right now, wherever you get your podcasts and go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube and you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, be sure to go and check out the Lockdown NHL podcast for all the latest news updates, and info ahead of Game 5, an elimination game of the Stanley Cup Final. It's free and available on all platforms, so be sure to go and check out Lockdown NHL right now, wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And for any questions at all regarding anything related to the show or to the Blackhawks, feel free to email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You could also hit me up on any one of my Twitter accounts, or you could call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for tuning into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.